Takes out a whip and hands you the gimp mask. Takes <laughs> out a whip and hands me an Indiana Jones fedora hat or something. Then fair play. <laughs> She'll enter your temple, I don't. <laughs> She'll be raiding so your early. lost ark. So early. Right. Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. Right, episode 11. 11. We need to stop starting things with right and so... What about, about, well, we're back. That's, yeah, you could do that. Aye. Anyway. I mean, aye. So we're off to a solid start so Solid far. start, aye. Professional <laughs> as ever. Episode 11. We, um, episode 11. Who would have thought we'd have made double figures? I know. Well, we made double figures last time, technically. I know, but... Oh, coffee's still rough. Aye, we're still drinking that throat punch coffee and it really does feel like a punch in the throat. Oh, it's better than it was yesterday, though. Aye, because you'd pack coffee first. Yeah, I think that was the thing we talked about this a minute ago. I think having really good coffee before it, then taking that, it was quite intense. Aye. Whereas now, it's just intense, but I mean, not quite as offensive. And there's a hair in it, which aye. is lovely. Fuck's sake, Scott. It's like being with a supermodel and then going with Susan Boyle. Okay. Slightly concerned you're thinking about what it would be like to be with Susan Boyle. I'm just going by what Brian told me. Aye, right, fair enough. Well, wait a minute, did Susan Boyle tell me what it was like to go with Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Either way. Either way, it's a, it's a bad image. So, Try. we're going to talk about training things today. Yeah, we're actually not... Sort of. We're, we're just going to rant about Weight Watchers, although, to be fair, it's early doors. Give it half an hour, Scott will be ranting about it. Don't, don't get me started. Weight Watchers and CrossFit. Off he pops. Does Emma go to Weight Watchers? Because now we could, if we could tie that in with both, because I know, I know Emma, you are my number one fan. She's going to stab you. So thank you. She's actually, going to stab you. But, but speaking of Emma, I seen your video on Instagram. Oh, the other day. Here he goes. Don't panic, mate. Don't panic. And it, I seen your video, Emma, of you. Do, you're hitting a new five by five PB on your front squat, eight five well kilos. Play awesome. golf applause for that. Well really, done. really, really nice. So aye, props to you. Take my hat off to you. If I was wearing a hat, I would take it off. But no, it was good. There's a butt. There's a butt coming. You can tell. I wasn't going to give a butt, but if you watch the video back, just a wee bit of coaching advice. <laughs> right? I'm not trying to be a dick, but just tiny, tiny. It's not trying to be a dick. It comes naturally to him. If you watch the first three reps compared to the last two, you notice in the last two that kind of upper back start to round ever so slightly just on the up face, which it's going to happen in front squats when you're going to have a new max and a PB. There's going to be that slight break, but... What you could do, Emma, is just watch your stomach when you breathe in. You're kind of pulling the stomach in. Try and think about getting a bit more air into the belly. And that'll brace your core a wee bit stronger. And then that should support you just for the last couple of reps to help really drive it up and maintain a good kind of, kind of upright chest position. Other than that, it looked awesome. looked solid. Much better than Collins front squats. So let's be honest. Facts. Aye, wouldn't be hard. Twice as heavy as well. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing front chest today. They were all right. Aye, they were pretty good. They weren't too shabby, I aye. thought. 140 box squats. 140 is quite nice, eh? Felt alright. Felt good. Bit tender in my delicate drummer's wrists. But you know. Shocking. It's looking at me. Weird. Yeah, it's just, it keeps. It's when he wiggles these kind of wee limp wrists. It's kind of hey, terrifies me when I'm locked in a chain room. I'm an room. artist, mate. I need to keep these bad boys supple. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we need a bigger studio. Prefer- preferably <laughs> rather than separate rooms. <laughs> Maintain any eye contact. Yeah. So training things. So training things this week. Couple of things I wanted to touch on. Um, one of the kind of training intensities. Intensity can be. You can look at it from loads of different points of view, uh, which we'll cover off today. And it's there's a there's one key area uh, that a lot of people don't really take into consideration, which can have a massive impact on their training, uh, which is time under tension, or tut. Um, tut tut if you're not applying that to your training oh, here we go again and the other thing I want to talk about is injuries 
Yes. Injuries are important because a lot of people view it as, well, as a negative, you're hurt. That's yes. Pain is not good unless you're a weirdo and into that kind of thing. Mm. Like, you ever seen the TV show Billions? No, I haven't, actually. I've heard it's very good. It's quite good, I think. The big guy, he's right, and he's getting whipped off his missus and all that. And yeah, that's not my bag. Yeah. I don't like that. It's my pansy. Remember? I don't like being in pain. I don't, I don't like it, it hurts. So if you go home at night and feed rocks, rocks into the bedroom in the full bondage kit, you're no doubt with that? I would have questions to ask, mate. <laughs> I, would, I would be, yeah, I would, I would be questioning my life choices she, at that stage. She cracks out a whip and hands you the gimp mask. <laughs> cracks out a whip and hands me an Indiana Jones fedora hat or something, then fair play. <laughs> She'll enter your temple of doom. <laughs> She'll be raiding so your early. lost ark. So early. Right. Right. Be sensible, come on. Right. It was going well there for a second. We were actually talking about things that meant something. Aye. Complimented Emma on her training. Talking about training. <laughs> Complimented her, then critiqued her. Giveth. Taketh away. No, no. Technically it was giveth and giveth advice. Alright, okay. If you say so. Because then she'll hit 87 and a half next time. Right, we don't do 2.5, do we? point. Aye. Breaking out the incremental wee 0.5 soon. Progress is progress. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. What's your incline bench? Yeah, shut up. Shut it. The one left. Calm yourself. That's not true, actually. You beat me at overhead squat the other day as well. I'm going to do it again today. I don't want to do them again today. I don't like it. I don't like it when you're better than me and stuff. (laughs) Even though, you know, it's your job. I'm a drummer. My job is to coach. Fuck off! You spend all day in a gym. If people say to me, "Your job is," it's quite easy because all you do is stand about drinking coffee, telling people what to do. Fact. So that's the same uh, as my job. Aye. <laughs> I tell people we pick things up. You tell people we hit things. <laughs> True. Well, that's only a, a small part of my job. To be fair, I don't actually do it that much these days. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why we're in a in a recording studio, aka <laughs> podcast headquarters, Absolutely. the changing room. Yes. But I train intensity. That's kind of funny because you teach people to hit at a certain time and certain rhythm, and that's similar to training. You yeah, f- there are parallels to be drawn there. Yeah. Aye. And you've got you've got people that when they train, you can either you talk about intensity. Now you can either increase the time you're going for. You can decrease your rest periods. If you're tired, you can increase your rest periods so you can vary it that way. You can increase the weight, increase your tempo, so you can increase the speed that you're lifting the weight at. Mm-hmm. Crossfit. Go as fast as you can. <laughs> Just don't die. <laughs> Sorry. No. <coughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I wish you could all see Colin right now. He's kind of curling up and dying. Laugh up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so your car that's getting petrol pumped. <laughs> I drive a black BMW. Hey! <laughs> Jog on. <laughs> yeah, so you've got that. You can intensity as well can also be if you're training Monday and a Wednesday. If you train a, a Monday and a Tuesday, that can affect intensity as well, depending on your recovery rate. Um, that can be a factor as well. But kind of one of the kind of key things that people really, really don't think about or address in their training is the top principle: time under tension. And what it means is that if you think someday. <laughs> We've all seen that guy in the gym doing bench press where they, they unrack the bar and they basically just let go of the bar, it bounces off their chest <laughs> <laughs> and as it floats up, they just press out the last two inches. Is that not what you made there? No. I know, okay, sorry. I've been doing that all wrong. Yeah. And it's and they wonder why they'll progress to their basic a lot of people think the first four weeks of training they're like, Oh, I've got really strong no, you've not. You've just had that kind of physiological adaptation where your body's actually coordinating everything mm-hmm. to what it was able, what it was originally able to do. You just didn't have the coordination. Like when you took when I said to you I had no musical ability and you taught me the, the kind of two four beat. Yep. That's the right name, isn't it? That's a rock beat. But rock beat. Yeah. Right. Rock you beat, can play it in two if you want. It'd be fancy. Right. You kind of taught me that and you showed me like twenty seconds while I was running on a treadmill. It's because it's really easy. Yeah. But straight away you could then go, well, ah, he knows a bit of music. Mm. And it's the same, it's not that I didn't know, it's just that I hadn't been taught properly, or yeah. I wasn't doing it right, or I couldn't cord, or my body hadn't been trained that way. 
And it's the same way with training with weights. Folk go, like, oh, I'm getting really strong after four weeks. No, no, no. What you're doing is you're learning to coordinate your whole body as a single unit. Yeah. And put it all together. And essentially play that right tune yeah. as, with your body in terms of how you lift the weight. That's the thing. You'll be, able, you'll be able to blag these things regardless of what it is to a certain degree oh, God, for a, a, a certain amount of time. But then you're going to reach a point pretty quickly where you'll just, the yeah. technique's just going to go, ah, actually, no, nah, you can't do this anymore. Aye. I mean, I think we spoke about it yesterday about how everybody preaches it's all technique well yeah Lu Zhang he weighs 70 like 77 kilos mm-hmm. he's a Chinese Olympic weightlifter and he does like a squat jerk with like 200 kilos ouch now yeah we can say he's got phenomenal technique the guy doesn't miss he's also strong as a motherfucker but he's put the training in yeah. what technique you need you can have raw strength and you can have shit hot technique mm-hmm. you can have one or the other or you can have both raw strength will get you only so far and then your body will either plateau off or get injured because mm-hmm. if you're not in an optimal position you're going to reach breaking point where other muscles are going to take over and then they're just going to go no buckle if you've got optimal technique but no strength you can lift what you can naturally move mm-hmm. and then Without the strength work, your body's going to say, well, no, we can't actually, the connective tissue in your body, like the muscles, the joints, the ligaments, tendons, etc., are just going to go, we can't handle that. I weight. just can't take it. Yeah. Just can't take the strain. <clears throat> and it's, if you combine the two with correct technique, with proper strength training. Yeah. Seems we've talked about before in terms of this, like, natural ability and hard graft. Just, it's the combination yeah. of everything, isn't it? You just kind of, you do what you do and if you if you work hard at everything and put it all together, then that's when you get these elite Aye. level people of any nature, whether mm-hmm. it's sport or music or whatever. Um, so the time under tension thing, if you're talking about like muscle building, so obviously you've got like strength gains and like size gains and stuff like that. So if yeah. you're looking to like build size, is that when you're looking at increasing time under tension and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at, talk about strength and power. Power's basically strength with speed. Mm-hmm. So it's moving, power's basically moving from point A to point B as fast as you can, that's power. Yep. Um, I think Louis Simmons at Westside Barbell's got an actual, I think they've got a formula they work out that, Ah, they time it like, like like benching and stuff over the, like they actually time the rep, yeah. Generate the, the work out the force generation and stuff like that. Yeah, don't they? Right, they're big on that because then they know whether the, the loading's correct or not. Yeah. Um, if you look at Olympic weightlifters, for example, the power generation and they're taking what they had was a Lasha, the big uh, Georgian lifter, mm-hmm. just done I think two hundred and forty six kilo cleaning jerk. Oh yeah. Aye, and it looked like. Holy shit balls. Aye. That's incredibly heavy. And I'll, f- I'll show you the video later, right? And he just picks it up. This is a flick. He's just picked up an eight kilo kettlebell and just yeah. put it above his head. And you're going, wow. That's wild. Aye. That's kind of, I, I genuinely can't even conceive of lifting that much weight above my head. I can't, mm. I mean, I genuinely couldn't lift that weight off the ground. <laughs> if I and, above my and head. And they're just, they're moving in a fraction of a second. And yeah. So the power generation's frightening. But when we look at muscle building, what you're essentially doing is, the kind of basic science behind it is you're breaking you, you strain the muscle to the point you break down the muscle fibres mm-hmm. and then the healing process when you get the protein the carbs etc back in to your body it starts to replenish and the body repairs itself yep. and then it grows back thicker and it will start to grow up like you'll you're kind of grow more muscle fibre you'll get denser you'll get bigger yep. um, that's mainly done by the eccentric phase which is like if you do a like a like a thing a bicep curl when yep. you're lowering the, the, the you're lowering the weight down mm-hmm. that's where you're creating the most damage and you're getting the kind of benefit from it because um, you've got the concentric phase which is where you contract the muscle on the up phase and then the down phase of the eccentric where you're kind of you're putting you're creating tension but you're elongating it yep so you're looking to make the, 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 the down phase the slowest bit yeah right if you look at a lot of Olympic weightlifters, how can they train high volume cleaning jerks, deadlifts, snatch, etc., five, six days a week? Mm-hmm. Because they very rarely do the down phase. Alright, okay. If you're looking at someone, for example, if you're taking athletes and you're wanting to work on power, in the pre season you would focus on the down phase just because a lot of them, with the kind of deceleration, say sprinting like 
if you look at, do you remember, oh, who was the, Peter Lovencrans? Yeah. The, the Rangers winger. Legend. Rapid. Salute to Pete. Really fast winger. So are we talking about football now? We're talking about athleticism. We're talking about Rangers. We're talking about the old term game on Sunday. Sorry, I'm going to alienate half of our <laughs> listeners here. <laughs> Carry on, move on. I'm not a Celtic fan, but all I'm going to say is like they might have lost the game, but they still win the league. Doesn't matter. I would have balanced it back in there. Ah, it's bragging rights, isn't it? It's quite funny, though. My wee boy Logan was texting his grandpa Charlie. Wind them up, going like that. Oh, Big Celtic man. Beat. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's like to me on Sunday, I swear to God, I'm going to batter him, son. I'm going to, actually, I'm going to hunt him down and do him in. Awesome. <laughs> He's 50, 59 year old and he's getting, he's getting wound up off a, off a nine year old. Probably. People take this kind of thing very seriously. Aye. But um, aye, Pete hijacked it then. was notorious for being rapid. He's a fast dude. Unfortunately, he was notorious as well for always being injured with his hamstrings. Right. And all these videos around the world looked at him, couldn't suss out why. And then they looked at his actual strength ratio between his quads and hamstrings. Mm-hmm. And usually you look at a kind of three to two ratio. So what you can, if you can lift a hundred kilos, where you're they say in your squat, you should be doing about anywhere between one thirty to one fifty on your deadlift. Right. So it should be a three to two ratio. So your deadlift should be three to your squat two. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And what that means you can have right muscle balance and a lot of the kind of Olympic weight lift and then kind of strength works. What we talked about before about Prelopin and Verashanki and stuff. Yeah. We talk about the, the they go into more detail about looking at the balance between all the different muscle groups. Right. And it's looking at if they can see that wait a minute, you're doing a fifty kilo back squat but you've got a four hundred kilo deadlift. Yeah. We've got <laughs> we've got something we need to address because you're too dominant on one side, you know, like when you balance the scales out if you tip if you've got Athletics Thor, or you've got Thor Ragnarok on one side and Fat Thor on the other side. You know you're <laughs> going to tip the scales. Hashtag Fat Thor. Aye. So what's our excuse for having like a deadlift and squat basically the same? Simply <laughs> upper deadlift game. We need upper deadlift game. Right, okay, we don't. We are both quad dominant. Absolutely. Totally quad dominant. Yeah, ah, definitely. Yeah, and we need to address that. Mm, great. Yeah. Yay. So I come back to the kind of train. So. With that, the, that's why the, like a power lifter or something, not a power lifter, but anybody training power or kind of for athleticism, mm-hmm. you look at all the runners, athletes in the pre-season, they'll work on the eccentric phase, mm-hmm. but then kind of throughout the rest of the year, they won't, for the simple reason being recovery time. You know what it's like when you, you don't want to be a professional footballer and your hamstrings are in tatters for yeah. three days. So if you can work on the power aspect, like power cleans and snatches, etc. Yep. That or power snatch, you've got the ability to get that explosive development in without that eccentric load in the hamstring that are going to just totally fry and essentially gub your nervous system as well to the point of fatigue that you can't recover for your next session. Yeah, I suppose, because yeah, you do notice it after like, a big deadlift session or whatever else if you are. <laughs> you're hungry and sleepy for two days. Starving and very tired for Aye. quite a long time, I suppose, if you're going out to train the next day. Plus, if you're, if you're again, using the football example, they're, they're not massive they're not big massive strong burly dudes do you know what I mean yeah. they're built to be fast and athletic and stuff like mm. that so it's just a different way of, a bit different Aye. way of training isn't it especially if they are training every day yeah because if you look at a lot of them now they are doing the a more, a more kind of hamstring work I think if there's a, a really good video out there on Arsenal's um, basic fitness testing at the pre-season right it was really interesting because you look at all the kind of different kind of athletic style movements and it shows you that their focus isn't on just kicking the ball about the park or just yeah. sprinting in a straight line. It's you think when you're running down the wing and you want to cut in on the inside, you've got to you've got to rapidly decelerate and then change direction. Yeah. And that's where the injuries come in. Aye, absolutely. There's so much more science behind it now. Like you think back to like whenever seventies and eighties and all the rest yeah. of it. It was just like players well, have a couple of pints, <coughs> few fags, and then go and play ninety minutes. You know, and it's yeah. like they were still ama- amazing footballers, Aye. obviously. Mm-hmm. But the science behind it now is frightening. Aye. It's just all like breaking down individual like electrolyte balances for each player and the lot, the, you see them all with a real like kind of heart, bra, on, top, yeah, heart monitor things all the stats and other things nah, the science is getting interesting but there's so much money behind it as well and you're going to see even more change in the next 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. so there's a really interesting thing uh, I seen the other day there and it made a good point that don't wait 
for the statistics or the facts finding t- to be published mm-hmm. because if that's the case you're basically a historian ah, it's all you're, been done by that it's point, all been done it? at that point what you need to be doing is like, if you're doing something that works for you then stick with it yeah because if you wait for five ten years for all the data to be published you're, you're, you're kind of you're almost ten years behind aye and that's why you look at some of the methods now that folk are like why the hell are they doing that because it works because they're, they're looking at new technologies and they might not have the full study to back it up but if they can see the short term results yeah without any visible or any kind of main concerns that kind of jump out at you then mm-hmm. they're going to go with it because yeah. they can see the benefit if it works it works yeah so you, you don't need endless stats and figures to back that up no. if, it, if you can see that it's pro- you, whoever it is your training's progress and mm-hmm. then aye, why and if not? you just see the fitness industry to the whole they're constantly trying to reinvent the wheel yeah but in your workout push have a have an upper body and lower body vertical push pull yep. horizontal push pull there you go put in a bit of speed work do some slow work and just cover all your bases yeah and it's it doesn't it's not fancy but it works if you look at all the power lifting, all the kind of, was it John, was it Arthur, was it John Saxon, all the kind of old strongman stuff? Right. Was it Arthur Saxon, was it? No idea. It's kind of old strongman with the old kind of like handlebar moustache and... Sounds like Vadim. Aye. But even more badass, because they, they wore a singlet. Oh, yes. I've just got a mental picture of Vadim in a singlet now. Which I'm pretty sure would be awesome. Yeah. I always imagine Vadim is either circus strongman or circus ringmaster. Yeah. He's got that kind of vibe about him, do you know what I mean? You could imagine him in The Greatest Showman. I couldn't imagine that because I've never seen it and I never want to see it. You've never seen The Greatest Showman? No. So, you've got a nine-year-old daughter. Yep. Who constantly sings that shit. Yep. And you've not seen it? Nope. Actually kind of good. Thanks. Pride myself on it. No, no, I mean, it's actually quite a good movie. I doubt that very much, mate. Um, I, I'm, far be it from me to call anyone a liar, but you're wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet... A lot of money. It's a shit movie. It's with t- shit songs. It's ten times better than Mary Poppins by Emily Blunt. We're going to have words, my friend. Aye. Overhead squats, that bar's getting launched. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> 180 kilos getting flung at your head. Mary Poppins too is magical. I mean, We've had this discussion. I mean, but people Oh, by the way. What? Uh, while what? we're ranting about things you're wrong about, Fee is going to batter you next time she sees you. Oh, what have I done now? The Captain America chat. What? She came in last night, <laughs> like booted the front door open, like, <laughs> right, you tell your friend, <laughs> when I see him, you're getting battered. What? Because Cap's a goddamn legend. Right, up until he caught the hammer. Don't, you're digging a hole for yourself, no, no, mate. Sorry. You're making it worse. Fee, you know I'm right. No, no. Up until Captain America caught that hammer, he was just thinking of. He's like the be pathetic pal that hangs about in the group that you don't really get ditch and get rid of because you kind of feel sorry for him. I know someone who's not getting any cake ever again. Is that right? She's not made me cake this year. It's because she knows how fat you are. Fat Thor. Yeah. Speaking of Fat Thor, actually, I came up with a new message to send my daughter at night. Go on. So when I send her a wee text message saying goodnight, I normally yeah. say, night, night, sweetheart, love you. Mm-hmm. And now it's night, night, sweetheart, love you. Love you more than Fat Thor loves food. <laughs> <laughs> he loves booze more than food I think can't, 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 I didn't really she's 10 fair, fair enough I mean can can you really express any type of more love than that yeah true nah I, I, mean, I don't I, know what to say that mate honestly I had You've thought of one but I don't know if we should say it probably not I should have to do with Michael Jackson no let it no, go okay <laughs> yeah to, to paraphrase Elsa let it go let it go Aye. What were we actually talking about there? We digressed. I, we were talking about intensity. Yes, right. Our training intensity is going to go up the day and we start hitting each other. Ah, absolutely, because you're talking shit. But I so time under tension. If you, when I was doing a, I was doing a, a coaching course up in Craigellachie up in Speyside, which if you ever get a chance to go up there, do it. The place is awesome, and there's every fifteen feet there's a whiskey distillery. There's a lot of distilleries on. <laughs> If you're an alcoholic, I strongly suggest you don't go up that way because you will die. Quite dark. Aye. But if you like your whiskies, get up there. Women, if you like your whiskies, ditch your man for the weekend. If he doesn't like whiskey, then go up there and get drunk. The 
Aye, so training intensity. So Will was up there doing a course. We can hear strange noises. Sounds mm. like Iron Man making hammer his first suit. That was really strange. <laughs> that was really strange. <laughs> I suspect it's the factory next door. Uh-uh. <laughs> don't ruin it. Don't ruin me to the illusion. <laughs> so I trained intensity. When I was up teaching that course, the looking at shoulder press and one of the girls I was working with, on the down phase, we timed her from the lockout to dropping it back to okay, essentially the rack position or the, the start position, yep. the hand at chest height or shoulder height, and it roughly equated to about 0.2 of a second. Right. All of a sudden I told her, I'm like, right, excuse me, coffee back a minute, and what happened was I told him, like, right, you're going to drop that, you're going to load it now for four seconds. All of a sudden, from thinking doing 10 reps was easy, mm-hmm. she was screaming. Aye. Because if you think 0.2 of a second for one rep, and now you're loading that one rep for four seconds. Hideous. Aye. It's approximately 20 times longer. Yeah. Now, if you think, if you do that for one rep, and you're doing five sets of 10, mm-hmm. That total time under tension is frightening. It's a massive amount. Aye. And folk, like, there's a few people who I co- coach online and they go, oh, I've only got a 16 kilo kettlebell at home. What can I do? Do I need to order a heavier one? Not just now, you don't. Yeah. Remember, we've done the squat workshop and I gave you that 12 kilo kettlebell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at that point. That was interesting. <clears throat> you were squatting about 140, 150. Yeah, thereabouts. And we've done this squat workshop, stripping everything right back to basics and looking at the kind of position, time under tension. And gave Colin a 12 kilo kettlebell and we've done the kind of time under tension drill. And the next day... Screaming. <laughs> and you came in and you'd honestly thought somebody had set you in fire with the noises that you were making. It's horrendous. <clears throat> but it's just that way. A lot of people... A lot of people bounce the reps. Like you see them, they'll squat and they'll get to the bottom and they bounce and spring out using the kind of elastic tension. Yeah. That's fine. If you watch Olympic weightlifters, they control the weight down and the last two inches, they bounce to spring back up. That's fine because they're trying to use, a, they're trying to do an explosive movement. Yeah. That's natural. That is part of their job. But if you're looking to build strength, then control. Imagine at any point in time, somebody just clicked their fingers. Not Thanos style that wipes you out, but <laughs> if somebody just went like that, Click the fingers, you should be able to stop with that weight. Yeah. And control it. But then that's not that's easy. not as exciting. It's, it's not, not as easy as not as easy. going, oh check how much weight I can shift and doing yeah. and smashing up. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you if you need to strip that back to eighty kilos in order to uh, be in total control of I, it, then it's not as exciting yeah. as saying you're squatting one forty or one fifty. I mean I trained by a guy years ago, um his name his name is Ali G. Uh, Alistair Grant. Awesome. An absolutely phenomenal natural bodybuilder, and he was monstrous. And very rarely did he use heavier than a twelve and a half kilo dumbbell. Aye. <coughs> Just mega slow reps all yeah, the time. Really slow. Super it was all about total kind of mega contraction, time under tension, perfect technique, and probably one of the most kind of. That's really what I learned that kind of time under tension was from him. Yeah. And I've got to give him the kind of juice for it that was, because I'm like, is that much of a difference? And he was like, right, there you go, take those, take those seven and a half kilo dumbbells, and I'm like, where do you go? Aye. And at that point, I was lifting, I was lifting decent, and a hell of a lot more than that, and he was yeah. like, and I'll just try that. And I have never felt pain for about four days in my life. <laughs> I remember I couldn't sleep for about two nights because I couldn't, I couldn't straighten my arms out, but keeping them bent hurt as well because they were still contracting, and yeah. it was just agony. But, that type of training was phenomenal. Um, too many folk bounce. Personally, bouncing has its place <laughs> in the gym. If you're right, looking yeah. for kind of athleticism in terms of coming out of a deep squat to, to kind of spring back up to yeah. move into a transition, say for example into like a jerk or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That's fine. But the rest of the time, control it. Yeah. Always have control. Save your bouncing for the bedroom. <laughs> Sound advice. Yeah. Um, so. Sorry. Don't punch the microphone, you knob. Uh, so building size, slow, down phase, time under tension, all the rest of it. Yeah. In terms of just like developing strength, 
are you looking at more explosive fast movements then or a bit of both uh, a little bit of both you want to yeah. train it all the <clears throat> If you look at a lot of the different kind of conjugate you know, styles, I just don't want to get too big. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that saying right there is the same as Weight Watchers or Slimming World. Also, Slimming World going, yeah. Uh, we need to start getting here. some kind of podcast bingo, right? Uh, Every time mean? you rail about Weight Watchers, uh, like, hey, uh, house, two fat ladies. <laughs> <hey day>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, well played. I cracked this joke to the, my kids the other day there. What did, what did the zero say to the eight? I don't know. Nice belt. Nice belt. Logan, like, Logan was like that. What? Meanwhile, I looked around Abby. had tears running down her face. Like, That's my girl. Um, aye, so... Yeah, do both. Do, do a bit of both. The reason being, um, when you do the same thing again mm-hmm. and again... And again, the number one thing that creeps in is complacency. Yeah, you don't. Uh, your body stops adapting, doesn't yeah. it? You just go through the motions. And you look at folk when they come in and do their deadlifts. It's quite interesting to watch. The rep that most people will get injured on is the last rep of the last set. Yeah, it's four and in. Because if they're doing say ten reps, rep one to nine, bang, solid, bang, solid, perfect technique. Rep ten. Bang, they get it up, looking great, and then on the way down, they think they're, as soon as they've locked their legs out and they're up straight, they think that they've actually finished, they're not, they've still got to get that bar to the ground safely, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you just see them drop, and the last few Crumpy. inches, they just they just lose all attention, and they flop, and you're like, oh shit, 12, Aye, and that's where the problems kick in, and it's, the good thing about working with varying degrees of kind of intensity, and why it's calling tongue in the mic. <laughs> Fee, sorry, a pity, missus. I really feel for you the fact that <laughs> you have to share a bed with that. Fee doesn't care what you think. Fee thinks you're an asshole now. Wait, wait, wait a minute. No, I thought Fee always thought <laughs> well, I was an asshole. Everyone thinks you're an asshole all the time. To be fair. <laughs> well, if Fee thinks I'm an asshole, I'm just going to go full hog. I mean, I know I'm not going to get any cake, right? <clears throat> so I might as well just do it. Fee, I might be an asshole. But I'm an asshole that uses safety bars. Oh, we went there. Oh, I had we went there. Oft. Oh, <laughs> she's not gonna like that. Yeah. V, I love you. Ouch. We'll get to we'll get to the injuries in a minute. Um, right. In terms of the intensity thing, right? The other way to kind of look at, obviously, like intensity, training frequencies, and all the rest of it. But you see, so many people going to the gym and just training with zero intensity they just oh. show up like uh, I went to the gym today lifted some weights it's like well did you though I mean yeah. they just go have a chat with their pals yeah, I mean yeah. we, we have all the bants and stuff in here yeah, and whatever oh, else and it's, laugh. it's a laugh and stuff but when we're actually lifting you need to concentrate and you need to do it with a degree of intensity otherwise you're just Aye. you're just phoning it in showing up and just picking some weights off the ground really isn't going to do much no again it's just that idea of just complacency and doing the same thing all the time mm-hmm. if you, you need to train with a degree of any intensity to make progress yeah and it's that constant adaptation of just like put up well doing more reps or doing whatever else and actually concentrating yeah. on what you're doing right, and it's going back to the previous i think it was the previous podcast the one before talking about again the, the kind of prelip and strength, strength chart and stuff working mm-hmm. out percentages <clears throat> have a notebook if you notice all the guys that are most of the guys that are, they've all got a notebook they yeah. record everything we do well, I've got to know everything that we do and yep. the numbers and I can pretty much memorise it. I remember that time you had, you weren't sure of your one rep max for the bench. Aye, I wasn't even coaching at that point. Yeah. And I was like, ah, it was 110. Because like, you're a massive freak. That's why. Aye, I remember numbers really, really well. Because really like, I don't need to do any of that anyway. <laughs> That's why I like when I was doing a 5 3 one, I had that app all the time because yeah. it's great. Just, you just Aye. put your numbers in and it works everything out. It tells you what you're it. doing every day and it's great. And if that's the thing, if you can do something that takes out the hard part in fact that's the kind of hard part that you don't want to do and you can do it like there you go brilliant Aye. use it uh, but the kind of training intensity um, it's a funny one because a lot of folk come into the gym and like you say they either do absolutely hee haw mm-hmm. and get absolutely fuck all results yeah or just, just maintain Aye. or you get the kind of the zero to hero approach in the whole January. Mm-hmm. That's it, January the 1st. Oh, I'm a slob. I've never done any exercise. I'm now going to go and train harder and more often 
and more intense than an Olympic level athlete. Aye, to smash it out for a week and a half, then burn themselves out. And then they wonder why by the end of January they despise training, they're yep. injury, um, they're broken, and they've got the f- they've got a cold and they're totally run down and mm. fucked. And that's why I'm coaching a lot of folk for the Kettlebell World Championships just now. I think this will come out just afterwards. Right. Um, so hopefully. Good luck, team. Say it, Colin. Don't be shit. Yeah, exactly. Although that's that's well, a good. Don't have been, been shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, that, that's more. <laughs> we'll come back. With, we'll come back with a few champions. And get some sort I of think. Avengers time travel thing happening. Yeah, I wonder where you're going with the Avengers chat there, because remember Kim. Whoa. That's a chat for another time. Yeah, I mean, but we could bring up quickly because it, it does fit in with intensity. <laughs> so we're, it was quite intense. Yeah, but we were training the other day there, and Kim, we love you. Kim, yes. we, we do love you. And what, what, how did it get onto the conversation? So I was listening to the Empire movie podcast, yeah. right? And it was the Avengers special, they were the spoiler special. It's a very good podcast, check it out, but only after you listen to us first. Um, but they're fit that they're really funny, and <laughs> at one point in it, they started talking about the CD, the, the, the range of Avengers dildos that you can buy, <laughs> of which there are many, apparently, including Thanos's <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet, which is frankly terrifying. <laughs> so we were talking about it in the gym on Saturday morning when Kim was there, like, oh, yeah, I was listening to his podcast the other day, and uh, they were talking about Avengers dildos, to which Kim immediately goes, I've got them, and then stops. Is she meant to go, I've got them on my phone, because I was talking about it the other day, but yeah. just presumably just stopped in the middle of a sentence and just shouted, I've got them! Much to the hilarity and amazement of everyone around her. Meanwhile, I was trying to do, I think it was about a 90 kilo overhead yeah. spot at that point. Thanks, Kim. But yeah, aye. She then showed us pictures, and they're frankly terrifying. Aye, I mean Hulk. The Hulk ones? I mean, just, that's doing some damage, isn't it? That bright, that does bring a whole new meaning to Hulk smash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> frightening anyway how did we get here intensity intensity yes of course right. <coughs> aye. Um, aye so people go from doing absolutely nothing to all of a sudden doing far too much and getting injured mm-hmm. and guys are training for the world championships uh, a week in Saturday in Ireland that's where we were that's where we were yes to be sure to be sure we were mm-hmm. a lot of their training te- like, it's got in mind so they'll try and we do a kind of 12 week block of training where we start off with kind of general fitness and you build up more sports specific and then you can have a 50-50 of sports specific with a general fitness and then near the end you get to a kind of 70-30 of sports specific with general condition then closer you get to competition it's like kind of 90-10 and then a kind of week or two out you're really just you, you taper off slightly so you can come in and peak yeah a lot of people make the mistake of doing like a big if we take it into marathon running in the competition, they'll do a ten minute test. They'll do a ten minute lifting set, um, and then what happens is a lot of people, personally, my opinion, and based on the evidence I've seen over the years, will do a ten minute test set a week or two before. Right. It's fine if you're competing on a kind of sub max weight, and yeah, the only reason I would ever give it to somebody a few weeks out would be if. I know they can recover from it in time, mm-hmm. and it's more of a confident thing that they need to know they can do it. Yeah, I can see it from that point of view, because from a mental point of view, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> For the more experienced athletes, what I'll tend to do is seven minutes, because it's enough that I'll get them working at a slightly faster tempo, but yep. I think 110% pace, I'll get them working at that, and I know that <clears throat> if they can achieve the seven minutes at approximately 105 to 110%, yeah. I know for the, over the 10 minutes, they'll be able to achieve the hunt, they'll be able to achieve the 10 minutes at the proper competition pace. Yeah. The benefit, you, want, you want to peak on the day. You want to peak on the day. So many folk over the years. In the UK, the UK was really bad for it. The, they would do the 10 minute test set seven days before the competition. What? Now, could you imagine a marathon runner going out and running a marathon? <laughs> the week before. The week before. It's just madness, isn't uh, it? You just don't. So it's the marathon chain and you never do the full distance, no, do you? you no. might, the most you do is like 20, 22, yeah. something like that. Tw- 20, anything between 21 to 23. Aye, and then you kind of taper off. Then you taper off and shorter run so that you've got time to recover and then you peak. Aye. And that's that's kind of the, the essence of it all. Yeah. Um, And again, it's looking to the intensity and big mistake, you see people still beasting it the kind of week or two before and you're like, guys, mm-hmm. I mean, you look at peak performance 
it balances very, very delicately on a knife edge of peak performance is on one side of the knife, mm-hmm. and on the other side, separated by one millimetre, is injury, because that kind of, if you look at so many athletes, look at Usain Bolt in his final final run, pulled his hamstring, Yeah, because you can't, you can't stay in peak performance all year round. Aye. You can't go and push yourself if you've not got the condition because you're, then you're risking injury because mm-hmm. your body's not been used to working at that intensity. Yeah. There's a couple of kettlebell lifters I know that don't really bother much with their training but they'll go in and they'll beast it on the day but then they're wrecked. They're Aye. wrecked after because they've not prepared, they've not condemned. They can push themselves for that one day but if they actually followed a strict training programme they would recover much better from it. Yeah. And it's finding that balance of just taper it off slightly so that any aches, pains, niggles that you have got from pushing yourself you've got time to recover the central nervous system recovers and if you step on that platform or even any event if you step on the event yeah we've got the pre, pre, pre-comp nerves <laughs> bears, uh, bears outside great um, <clears throat> if you've got the kind of pre-comp nerves which that's totally natural but if you step on that platform and you pick up your weight and you think oh god I'm so tired oh yeah. that feels heavy Aye, you're, that's not you're screwed if you've peaked right, when you pick up those weights on the day, you should be you should be almost like itching to go for it. Yeah, you should like, be fired up. Yeah, you should be like Billy Bunter standing out a cake shop with one minute before it opens. Billy Bunter, there's a there's a reference for the youth right there. Aye. <laughs> what the fuck? Does Aye. anyone know who Billy Bunter is anymore? Showing your age, mate. Aye. <laughs> but you should be almost to the point where like, you do a tiny a tiny bit of training. Like some people, like marathon runners, will do like a two mile run the day before. Aye, just to it's get, just to kinda, up, stoke, get you in the mood. Aye, it stokes the fire a wee bit and just gets that, gets that whole arousal and the excitement getting ready and then you just get stuck right in. That's an interesting choice of words. Aye. Speaking of marathon runners, just as a brief aside, aye. I don't know if you actually listen to this. <coughs> Guy I do gigs with, hello Neil, if you are listening, um, did a London Marathon this year. They did it last year as well, right? I think they did it like four hours something last year. Um, did it again this year. Managed to take like 45 minutes off his time. He was totally taking the piss last year. That is exactly what I said. <laughs> he, he was fucking phoning it in last year. He was year. sandbagging that shit. Right? He was sandbagging it. I know, uh, so well done him. He totally smashed his time awesome. this year. Um, which made it even funnier when Fee came in the other day. Um, uh, it was talking to somebody, because he, he does this choir thing and her work in the ACC. And she was talking to some other guy who works there who also did the London Marathon. <laughs> did it like sub three hours. <laughs> Apparently Neil was up talking to him. It's like, oh, I heard you got in the marathon the other day. Like, ah, really good, man. I not I saw hamstrings and that week before, so I wasn't really sure how I was going to get on. It's like, what'd you do it in? It's like a two hours forty five or something. <laughs> Neil was raging. <laughs> <laughs> but no, well done, Thompson. Well, well, well played, mate. Ah, that's that is awesome. They knocked that time off. This absolutely. I mean, he was busting his ass. He was doing loads of training for it and stuff. So I just showed you the reward of putting yeah, putting effort in. What's well, that? You get what you deserve when you yeah. sort of things and ain't any aspect to that if you train your ass off then you're mm. going to get yeah. the results aren't you I mean I, I made a comment on Facebook years ago which <laughs> it, it caused a bit of a shit storm it's not like you and it was what I meant people totally took it the wrong way because what my comment was and I should have I should explain that a bit more in detail and what my comment was that you've got the body you deserve right now I took a lot of stick off a lot of women saying, oh yeah, so the stretch marks, I've got, uh, you try to say I deserve them, well, to an extent, yeah, not that you deserve them, but it's part of giving birth, it's, mm-hmm. with, again, we've villainised, kind of, stretch marks. Yeah. What's wrong with that? You made a baby, you've done one no. probably the most amazing Kudos things that can you. be done. You've made a baby, which is probably the most amazing thing anybody on this planet can do. Aye. Um, so, well, why are you viewing... I'm more concerned the fact that they thought stretch marks were a bad thing. I know. Yeah, speaking as a guy, we don't care. We it's don't all care. good. Yeah. It's fine. Well um, done. Oh, but what about this? What about medical... Well, if you've got a medical condition, that can't be helped. But what I meant by it was, in the training sense, if you want to have 24-inch biceps and you've got 12-inch biceps, you're not... You're close, Colin. You're close. If you've got... If you've, close to 12. If you've got 12-inch biceps and you want 24... If you've not done a single bit of training to help you get towards your goal, then you don't deserve 24-inch biceps. Aye. But you get there. There's people that step on the platform and they come off and they want to go back to the car because I've got most experience there. They'll come back and go, oh, I'm really disappointed in my result. And I go, are you? Why are you disappointed? I didn't get the result I wanted. Right. 
what was your training like? Did you get the result you deserved? Ah, well, uh, Aye, when, well, when you start, button, when, when, uh, did you decide to get bevied every single every single uh, Friday and Saturday night so that you couldn't train a Saturday or Sunday? Come Monday, you're still technically operating at seventy yeah. percent, so you still yeah. can't train right. Tuesday, you feel sluggish because all you've done is eat shit for three days because mm-hmm. you've been hungover, so you're only getting a half a week of training. Did you avoid all the tough training sessions? Did you choose to eat pizza instead of eating healthier to, to fuel your performance? So, yeah. And I'm going to throw that back at them. You go, so are you are you really disappointed with your result or is it a true reflection? And not once have they been able to actually come back well, and justify that's, that's it. That's facing the, the hard reality. Yeah. Wasn't it? That's the harsh truth mm-hmm. is they no. haven't put the work in so they're not going to go, oh, well, you know, it's my own fault. We've all got an ego and some people just need to kind of, they need to be honest with themselves and I think the moment you become honest and go, do you know what? Aye. they'll open up so much more possibility with their training and they'll be much happier with themselves as well yeah. Aye, the, the ego thing plays a massive role in it doesn't it mm. it's, you always want to be lifting heavy all the time and you want to be just be seen to be oh check how much I can lift it's, again it's, I don't know I, I, I'm obviously not a girl so I don't know from their point of view I know I look at it sometimes I'm very feminine mm. But do you know what I mean? I think it's a largely, it's a masculine, just check how much I am, check how much weight I can shift yeah. idea, do you know what I mean? Whereas you need to take that step back a lot of the time and just go, well, it's all very well seen you can squat, whatever it is, but yeah. if your form's shite and your technique's yeah. pissed, then it's, you're just going to damage yourself in the long <laughs> run. And it's ego. Ego basically leads to injury. Yeah. Ultimately, if we really narrow it down, um, we can look at everybody, oh, I, I feel good today, I don't need to warm up. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to go heavy today. Have you tra- I feel good for it. But have you trained for it? Have you actually, have you followed a, like an, a specific training plan in order to achieve that goal that you're going for right now? If the answer is no, then if you're going with that ego, thinking that you can do it, you might get away with it. Mm-hmm. But it's like bending that spoon 99 times. No, I mean, as a kid, you used to get a teaspoon, you'd bend it back and forward. Right. Not Matrix style your mind but actually just bending a spoon back and forward I don't know why I'm moving my hands because this is audio not video and you do it 99 times it doesn't break you do it one more time it snaps it's like the straw that broke the camel's back wow this is a whole selection of weird analogies <laughs> and that's the thing you think bending a spoon that can be your deadlift with bad technique right okay yep oh but I've done say you've done 10 sets you're going for 10 sets of 10 you're doing a bit of GVT gym volume training I never want to do 10 sets of 10 deadlifts. Yeah, it's coming. It's not. It's coming. I'm busy that day. <laughs> Doesn't matter what weight it is, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Too much like cardio. Absolutely. Hey, but we've been smashing the cardio recently. I've been doing good. I'm enjoying oh, it. It's fun. It's quite good. I'm enjoying Sled- Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer's good. Well, having said that, it does hurt to breathe this morning. Good. It's been a couple of days when it's been quite sore. But um, I so if, you do, if you're doing 10 sets of 10 and 99 reps feel okay but you're doing it with substandard technique yeah maybe that rep 100 that breaks you and folk go oh it was that rep no it wasn't that rep it was your nine it was your 99 reps before it was the 10 weeks of training you'd done prior to that of not stretching not addressing the correct muscle mm. groups and people think they can just come in and they can neglect parts of their training and then go for it. people that I've helped with their, their rehab um, for certain injuries and then they'll be like oh um I might keep doing that exercise for the next year. Right, right, okay. Six months later, ah, oh, my elbow's bothering me. Those exercises aren't working. Are you still doing them? Oh, no, I stopped doing them after two weeks. <laughs> right. Mm. Stopping a dick and go back and do them. Yeah. Perfect, perfect example of the total flip side is Lynn, the train with us. Yep. Lynn is 65 or 66. Mm-hmm. And... Last this, but this time last year, she tripped going down her stairs, and she's going to let her cat out, and fell and knocked herself unconscious and had severe concussion. Yeah. To the point that she couldn't even look at her phone or watch TV for more than a couple of minutes because the head, the light coming in, was just pound, pounding headaches, feeling dizzy and what sick and nausea. She just couldn't do it. Now, this year, one year on, after thinking that all the kind of brain trauma that she couldn't do it. She's followed the rehab plan from an osteopath and myself. And Lynn's been like a kind of model pupil. I'd never tell her to her face. Cause 
don't want her getting a big head right. <laughs> she she followed the rehab plan from both myself uh, in terms of the training from me, but also the kind of the kind of physio work from Annette Weir, who does the kind of osteopath, and she has phenomenal loads, loads of cool cranial work. Right. And she followed it to T. The communication in terms of when she came into train, oh, I feel a wee bit, uh, I feel a wee bit dizzy today, or and that allowed me to sometimes strip the training back or she felt good we could push it a wee bit more so we right. just kind of we managed it day by day yeah and now she's back lifting stronger and better than she was this time last year so total kudos to her just yeah, for the fact absolutely. that there was no ego yeah she's like I know what I can do and I'm struggling with this weight mm-hmm. but I know what I've, where I've been yeah we've all been there we've all been younger we've all been fitter faster stronger but yeah. we've got to be realistic about where we are right now aye that's it's realism, isn't it? It's just mm. knowing your knowing your own limits and, and and what you can do and what you can't do, yeah. and just kind of accepting it. And trust co- your coach. Aye. Stick to the plan. Trust your coach, even if they're an asshole. Yes. <laughs> you know, Laura's listening to this, dragging it to work right now, going, mm-hmm. "Yep." <laughs> in fact, if she's listening to this, I think she'll be in holiday right now. So, Laura, Laura bring us back something nice. Aye. Aye. Bring back. Been? I was going to say, I hope you get sunburnt because we'll be stuck here. That's harsh. I'm sure it'd be nice. I'm like, she's not going to bring his anything back, so I might as well just slag her. Yeah, fair play. Aye. Does he have what you get in that case? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but aye, so I mean, injuries, inj- people... Oh, right, <coughs> I'm going to interject, right? Ooh. We're at 50 minutes just now. I am busting for a piss, right? Let's save the injury topic for another day, because that's a long one. You, you actually going to cut this short just yes. for a piss? Yes, I am. <laughs> I want to keep a nice tight hour here because it's just nice like that. No, no, no. I, I can ten minutes. I can do it. Ah, that's, an, that's an episode in itself, man. There's lots to talk about there. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. So we introduced that we're going to talk about injuries. And we've just rabbled for forty nine minutes now, Aye. and you're wanting because you need a piss. Yeah. You've got I drank a, a lot of coffee. You've got a cup there. I'll, I'll look away. Oh, you've only you'll have a swatch. You're perfect. My sight's not that good. Hey, you'd be embarrassing <laughs> yourself, son. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, aye, no, yeah, we'll save the save the injury thing. I'm Ed. I'm I'm being producer mode. Oh, God. Fucking save it, right? Oh, Do as you're told. Um, aye, so going back to what we were actually talking about intensity and, and training stuff like that. Again, it comes. Uh, you need to have the plan, don't you? You need to have the plan. Isn't it? Otherwise, again, ten out of ten for going to the gym in the first place and, and, and coming in and stuff. But if you don't. And I, I've been guilty of this in the past as well, where you just kind of rock up on a day and go, how am I feeling a day? What do I fancy? Oh, I'll just eat. And you go in and you faff about. And again, if, you, if you're if you on your own and you're cheering your own, it's all too easy just to oh, go, oh, do you know what? Actually, I'm quite tired. I'm just going to sack it after this. I mean, how many training sessions have we done together where we've thought, if it were, if you were me, you know, I'd have canned oh, that an hour ago? Most of them, man. Huh? This is it. It's just, it, it, again, that comes back to the intensity <laughs> thing. If you... I mean, we're, we're the worst for this. Just it's like absolute refusal to get beat. So you do train with much more intensity. Well, I, I know what I do yeah. when I've been training with you or training with anyone else because you have that just asshole competitive spirit. Oh, God, like, A, we're following a plan. B, you've got that kind of just dickhead male competitiveness. Alpha male competitiveness. And I mean, I, maybe again, I, I'm, 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 I'm being overly sexist here. Probably women could be very well be exactly the same in that respect. Um, but having that level of intensity of going I'm getting an extra rep compared to him I'm going to lift more than him because I can't stand getting beat by him um, it makes all the difference and I've noticed like certainly like in terms of strength gains I, I don't know about size gains and stuff like that because I'm just I don't know I'm, I, I don't really notice it because people are complimenting that you look Buff. Well, I don't you know. The guy I was um, PT in one of my schools yesterday was like, ah, forearms are looking big, mate. I was like, all right, okay, mm-hmm. thanks. Is but he I, looking I, to get an A? <laughs> was it PT in music? You're, just, oh, you're such a fucking asshole, man, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, stuff like that, I don't notice just because it's just yourself all the time, do you know what I mean? Plus, you don't want to be like, oh, I check out my big guns. <laughs> um, but certainly in terms of strength gains, I've noticed a big difference, whereas. In the past, when you've not, I've not had that level of competitiveness and, and training intensity. You just yeah. come in and you kind of, oh, I'm here. I'll do what we I do, at and a then comfortable you walk away. Level. Aye, and you just you just plateau. Aye. You you maintain it. You don't get any worse necessarily, mm. but you're not getting any better. When you look at some of the the top athletes out there, that they go, well, would like Djokovic, Nadal, Andy Murray, uh, Federer, would they, would they all have been as good 
as they are if it wasn't for having the other ones in the same era. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you took Nadal, Djokovic and Murray out of the equation and you just left Federer, he'd have wiped the floor with everybody. Aye, they pretty much did anyway, but... Yeah. Would he still have been as good? My, That that comes down to your individual mentality, doesn't it, as well? Would Cristiano Ronaldo still be as good as he is if Messi wasn't out there still breaking records and pushing each other? Be better than him. Aye. And it's... You need that little bit of competitiveness to raise each other's game. Yeah, not totally. I mean, the other week there with Brian, when we were talking about doing those 50 box squats, 100 kilos, yeah. uh, for 50 reps, and we joked about it, and I went, I know it's like that, I wanted Brian to get 49, no 50, can I get the 50? And I yeah. thought, he's going <laughs> to, and I realised after I'd done it, I thought, he's going to hit 50, pause for a second and do one more, <laughs> and then he bailed out at but 45. And you know, does he, Brian listen to this? I don't think so fucking annoys us when he's outside aye he should listen to this so we can slag him off more aye we need to get him in for an interview one yeah day. confessions of a taxi driver <laughs> <laughs> do I care anyone wants to hear about that but um aye and it's that way that he's a great mate never tell him to his face but no it's that way that seeing him bail out at 45 oh, super satisfying that was just such a sweet sweet Moment. <laughs> so I said to you yesterday, right? Yesterday when we were cheering on Saturday. <laughs> you know, when I overhead ball, overhead ball, <laughs> uh, I overhead ball squats. I got, I, I failed at ninety. First thing I'm getting excuses in now. It's early Saturday morning. I had enough to eat. I hate cheering in the morning. I'm just not ready for it. So I bailed at ninety. Fat lad here, fucking hashtag fat Thor. Smashes five <laughs> out at ninety. Tries a ton. Which you failed at both times. To I be got fair. But you, you, I got got, you, you got it locked up. I got it locked up. Just, just did the last second just again. Just get up. Um, but I went home back <laughs> in the house afterwards. He was like, "Hi, how was the gym?" I was like, "Shit." It's like, "Sup?" It's like Scott beat me overhead squats. It's fucking raging. <laughs> I hate it. But it motivates you to come back the next one. It's, oh, totally. It can go one of two ways. The I've seen it before with loads of folk with kettlebells, different types of training. That we've got the right mentality that we feed off it. Yeah. And it'll make us come back and go, fuck you, I'm getting that extra. Fuck you, I'm getting that. Yeah. It's that kind of friendly fuck you mentality. Yeah. It's funny though, because I'm not competitive at all. I, I don't think. I'm not competitive. Out with here. I'm not really that competitive either. I mean, Laura might beg to differ. <laughs> Some people would say I would actually die on the platform just to pip somebody for victory. I can well, believe that, because you are a massive asshole. Yeah. Aye. I do like winning. <laughs> I don't. Losing doesn't bother me so long as I can beat somebody better than me. But see if I lose knowing that I've let myself down. Yeah. And I've done crap or I know I've got a bit more in me. Yeah. That really irritates me. Again, that that's a mentality thing, isn't it? Aye. That's just you being disappointed in yourself. Aye. If you if again you say this I say this to Lucy all the time, it's like as long as you try your best, if you mm. don't get where you where, where you need to get, if you Aye. fail or whatever, as long as you've tried your hardest, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter. You learn from that. Aye. But if you if you walk away having been beaten or do, not getting full marks, whatever, and know that you didn't put the work in, then you should be disappointed in yourself. Look, I mean, I've got a stack of kettlebell medals, right? Aye, modest. But, no, not but most of my event, pretty much every event I've entered in the UK, I've taken gold, right? Uh-huh. Then I went to Russia and I came second yep. to another guy that my coach coached. Big solid boy, phenomenal lifter. And get picked second second place by a few points and I was ecstatic. I was actually here because that was the day that I got my I'd, I'd earned my master of sport title. Yeah. With the ref. And folk were like, Oh, you must be got to come in second. I was like, that's the best I've ever performed in a competition. Aye. And I went, I don't give a shit about second because I can't control what this other boy does. What's well, that, yeah. But I can control my own performance. <laughs> <laughs> See, episode ten. Allegedly. Um, but I mean, I don't, like, you can't, you cannot, com- unless you're like, for example, where you're standing toe-to-toe in a boxing match and you've got control over that other person's result in terms of punching them in the face. Yeah. But if you're going out there, it's like, I'm people listening, if you're going out there and picking up a weight, unless I'm throwing things at you. Yeah. Or a slip lax just into your water bottle, you can't dictate that person's performance. All Aye. you can do is, and people focus too much on that, I mean... Today they've just published the, the entry list for the world and everybody will be on it already. Right. They'll be having their morning coffee and going, oh, 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 oh look, oh, I'm up against this person. Oh, oh, straight into their profile on Facebook yeah. and Instagram going, oh, they're doing, they're doing, oh my God, they're doing 80 reps, I'm only doing 40, oh my God. So fucking what? Doesn't matter. Aye. Do what you can do. 
one of the competitions I went to, I was up against this Russian boy who was doing like double mask on. I'm going, you know uh-huh. what? I've got no right to go in a half going, oh, I'm going to lose to him. The guy's a fucking multiple world champion. I can't, yeah. You can't compete with that. Yeah. So, but you, what can you, do, use, you can use that as a a target by yeah. all means and use it as motivation but you can't if it's that much of a, a difference then there's nothing you can mm-hmm. do about it you can control your own destiny in terms of results and stuff like that <coughs> by your own training as we've talked about but there's no point in Aye. trying to measure yourself up to unrealistic targets mm-hmm. I mean I've got there's a few people I coach that actually compete and unfortunately for their age and weight category there's the only one there Yeah. and they're like that. And one of the years I went oh I don't know how to find how to motivate myself for that I went simple what's your PB oh 90 reps Go and try and hit 100. Yeah. If you can go on that platform, if there's nobody else to compete against, whether there's, it's just you or whether there's 100 people, if you go out there and do a personal best, you've achieved something your body's never been capable of doing before mm-hmm. and you've done it in a competition environment, you've beaten yourself. Yeah. That's the hardest opponent out there. Uh, without a doubt, yeah. Because yeah, that's all mental. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few good lifters out there that are phenomenal training. I mean, and you see them standing lining up, their heads down, they look terrified and you go, they've beaten themselves already. Forget yeah. It's not the other guys that are next to him. Because on paper, these guys should wipe slip. Imagine Barcelona going up against, like, Tranmere Rovers or something like that. <laughs> you know, on paper, Barcelona should annihilate them. Yeah. But what happens is these people just beat themselves up and they go, oh, I'm gonna, oh, and they're terrified. Ah, you just beat straight away. Aye, and you go, you've lost. You see it in boxing matches, guys walking to the ring and you go, he's looking for like, how can you tell he's going to lose? Look at his face. Heads down. Aye. Shoulders. He's shot All the rest himself. of it, yeah. Um... I remember Mike Tyson talking in an interview. He was saying about when you walk to the ring, Mike, you you look your head's down. You kind of look terrified and stuff. And he went, "Oh yeah, I'm absolutely on on the walk from the curtains to the ring. I am shitting myself. Right. I am every connotation, every thought, every kind of possibility is going through my head. The moment my coach lifts up the the kind of uh, the rope and I step through, the moment I step in that ring, all I think about is killing that opponent. Yeah, it's that. I've got I've switch. got to switch that mentality because yeah. I know. If I carry that self-doubt the moment I step in the ring, I'm going to lose. Ready for a good segue? That's good intensity. Yeah. That's what it's all about, There's isn't no it? There's no way to switch on and it's... Yep. You can have that mental fatigue as well. Yeah. And it's... If you if you go in and you're constantly like, wow, one million percent in mentality, when you come to comedy, sometimes you can burn out going like, well, there's people that post on Facebook every day, training like a fucking beast, training like an animal. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to rip this a new one. And you're like, all you're doing is you're building yourself up for a massive fall. Yeah. And every single time it happens, nine times out of ten, they make a dick of themselves and then they, they crumble because they've publicly put it out there. Yeah. That, oh, I'm going to be this, I'm going to rip this a new one, my training's going great. It's all talk. Yeah. You know what? I know, I fought loads of guys in martial arts that were phenomenal in training, but the moment they stepped in the ring, were shit. Aye. For the fact that they just, nerves got the better of them. Right. And unless you're getting used to the kind of whole nerves thing, again, the intensity of the situation, mm-hmm. if you can't control that and have that kind of resilience um, and self-containment, you're just going to freak. <laughs> you're going to get the floor right for you. Aye. And you see so many competitions that there's so many people out there that are phenomenal in a comfortable environment, but step out there and all of a sudden they crumble. And there's a few good lifters that I know that are phenomenal. They're world class, but they're only good in a certain environment. Aye, if you're just used to training in a certain specific space, in your own space, with your own music, and your own way of doing things, yeah. it, it shouldn't you go outside that comfort zone. It's like people Aye. like um, only training the one rack all the time, because it's just it becomes a superstition. Sports, that's you, sports. Steph. That's you. Fuck you. The, the, those boxes are staying in your spot. <laughs> you need to move five feet to your right. Get out of here. <laughs> but it's that, it's that things like that. You get superstitious about things like that. Yeah. So oh, I smashed, I smashed a, a PB in my back squat on this rack, so I can only use that rack from now on. You know, I've done it before, but I've seen my guys in the gym. They've all got their. If you look about on a Saturday, one, they've all got their same spot they stand yeah. on. And one day I got somebody to stand in a different spot, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, just freaking out. Yeah, I mean, when I went up to to Gary to uh, train the team up there uh, last year, I was saying to him like, guys, training different settings, training different environments. And one of the girls went away and trained at night time facing away from the clock and stuff facing away from the timer and she's like that that totally threw me even just switching the music off and you're like that oh shit this is little subliminal things that you get used to Mm -hmm. if you take that away just like something's weird I don't like this don't like change and when I try to talk to people I say look what's your constant the kettlebell Uh you and a clock yeah and I went but forget the clock as well because if you there's been competitions one of the world championships (laughs) the power cut oh no and they were having to continue to lift in the dark shit 
So too many people focus on too many external influences and then external factors that, yeah. and that affects their level of intensity because it freaks them out. Yeah. But what can you control? You can control your own breathing. You can control what you're doing with the weight. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, like, all it is. And I've said to them, whether you're standing in a venue with 10,000 folk or you're in, a, you're in your garage yourself, it's the same. Yeah, you should train with the same <coughs> level of focus. Right. It's just you. Just do it. It's you, kettlebells, picking them up overhead. That's you. That's Aye. all it is. Easier said than done, though, isn't Aye. it? And but it's learning to rationalise it and that fact going like, oh, I mean, when we went to Italy a few years ago, everybody walked in and went, oh, shit, look at this. A big, massive sports velodrome. It looked phenomenal. Yeah. You can imagine like, us getting to play a game of football at like, uh, Old Trafford or the New Camp. You yeah. walk out and you're like, oh. But at the end of the day, it's just a bit of grass. Aye. It's the same, it's just another bit of grass that you've played football in your whole life. Yeah, it's just a mental thing though, and isn't it? it's trying to rationalise it and just go, right, okay, I better just... Aye. And forget everything else, all the kind of external bits. Yeah. Sound advice. Yes. I think on that note, Bear's about to piss himself, as am I. You actually just farted loudly <laughs> as we're recording in think, a tiny fucking room I don't think that surely the mics didn't pick that up well we'll find out when people listen back well, we'll find everyone out now you've brought message in if you can hear Scott's massive stinking fart at a minute well, one hour and three minutes oh, Jesus honestly finished this podcast a minute too late didn't we people, right listeners if you put your nose close to the, the speakers you might be able to smell it I can fucking taste it tell you that right now <laughs> right let's do one I need a pee we can, find you? Oh, we need to, to organise this better. Who says it at the end? Me or you? You. Alright, I don't care. Right. Um, where are we? We're in the changing rooms. Surrounded <laughs> <No>. by <laughs> stink. Right, so I am at drummerchimp on Instagram. The podcast is at gains and pains G underscore fucking 52 or some nonsense type in gains and pains you'll find it right Um, like and follow us please also get on iTunes Castbox Spotify Spotify, some of them certainly iTunes you can leave reviews and ratings and stuff that'd be lovely do that I don't know about Castbox or Spotify I'm not sure Castbox you can leave comments so give us some feedback do that we know Ian from the gym likes to leave weekly abuse on us splendid the more the better where can we get you Got myself at Just Training uh, on Facebook. There's also Scott McLaughlin Performance Training and Scott McLaughlin PT. Any questions anybody's got with training, anything at all, give me a shout. If you want to talk to Colin about hitting things with drumsticks. Talk to me about anything. Yeah, I'm very right, personable. Right. I'm a chatty kind of guy. I mean, I can help you with your training. Colin can send you the web links for gimp masks and Avengers-themed dildos. They're massive. <laughs> Right, on that note, let's go. I'm out of here. Bye, people. See ya.